Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
My name is Yen and I have been listening to Breakfast with Champions and I have been receiving my daily dose of motivation, education and inspiration from this amazing community for just under a whole year and I am super happy to be given the opportunity to contribute again to this morning's segment, taking advantage of the most extraordinary opportunity. Let me just quickly... Uh, make Dr. Vince a moderator. As you can probably tell, um, I can't multitask. I kind of need to talk about what I am doing as I go along. So um, that's just me. As for me, um, I am an entrepreneur. I left Wall Street uh, where I work, worked for 14 years as a professional trader to start my own medical AI business uh, in 2019. And the focus of our deep tech AI-powered research is on longevity. So if you're looking for longevity-related content in general to uh, listen to, uh, there are two ways to do this. You can either check out my Twitter. Um, it is linked to my 10K card at yen10k.com. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel called Snow Hill Tech both of which um, I started just over uh, four months ago, and uh, those were my 2022 New Year's plan. Uh, and besides the medtech business, what also happened in 2019 was that my family also launched a hedge fund and we trade cryptocurrencies with also AI-powered algorithms. And both businesses have had great opportunities to thrive, and we are super grateful of how the Lord has been blessing us. And uh, as for the segment, so ever since back in February, when we talked about on this very stage, right, the importance of paying attention to our bodies as part of our spirituality during my segment. Remember that score that I was asking everyone for your body to rate your performance as your body's carer. I, I wonder how that score has been improving or, or, or or declining over the past few weeks, feel free to share with this room. I think my body is slightly happier than before uh, with me as its carer. And uh, if we have time, we can talk a little bit about um, the result of my DEXA scan later on. Um, but um, you know, ever since that segment, I have discovered this really amazing community from here on wellness. And I have been receiving many messages from great friends in this room. And we have had some really interesting and fruitful discuss discussions. So I wanna thank everyone who has messaged me with words of encouragement as well as future topic suggestions. So you can continue to let me know what content you would love for me to cover next. And again, for those of you who have not heard from me before, I love talking about the financial markets. I guess that's just to do with my previous profession on Wall Street. I love talking about artificial intelligence, especially its application in the medical as well as in the investment fields. And these two fields are to do with the startup and the funds that I talked about that my family runs. And I also love talking about Web3 because a lot of the visions that we have for the companies are linked with uh, being Web3 native. So please feel free to check out some of the replays I have saved on these topics at the bottom part of my Clubhouse bio. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, it means a lot to me when I see the replay numbers still going up, although not in huge numbers, but it, they are still going up from day to day, even for the rooms that um, kind of took place weeks or months back. Um, and that really uh, makes me feel purposeful 
it keeps me going um, as I have really tried to build content that can stay relevant for people over a longer period of time. So anyway, so all of these topics I have mentioned just now are available for all of you in the future for this particular segment that I do here. They are all on the early Friday breakfast menu for all of you superhumans to choose from. And um, during my last segment, we talked about Good Friday and the fact that one of the best ways to get what you want in life, which was the room topic of that day, um, is to be able to handle well, right, the endings as well as the new beginnings. And I am keen to know since then what you have decided to say goodbye to. Have you made any progress? on that and what new beginnings you have made. So feel free to share with us in the room chat about that. I'm super interested and I want to encourage you uh, on that front as well. So I did take a uh, risk right last time and I interrupted the pattern. So for now, uh, for today's segment, I will return to the longevity topic, which uh, Dr. Vince, my co-founder at Snow Hill Science and I have been doing for the last few segments with you. And indeed, it is uh, going to be very fitting with today's room uh, title, Take Advantage of the Most Extraordinary Opportunity. And um, as we talked about earlier this week, right, at Breakfast with Champions, in order to find those extra extraordinary opportunities, you need to show up. And showing up to me is clearly not just to do with the will to do so. You need to engage your body as well, right, to truly show up, being on top form and not just mentally and spiritual, spiritually top form, but also physically being on top form is key if we want to take full advantage of those opportunities. Now, how to be on top form. And not just that, how to be on top form for longer is one of the core pursuits of longevity researchers. And in the past few weeks, we talked about longevity and fasting, especially the benefits of calorie restriction. We talked about longevity and exercise, how exercise is now often regarded as a poly pill for longevity. We talked about longevity and sleep. Remember what I mentioned there, those getting five hours of sleep or less had a two to three hundred percent increased risk of coronary artery calcification. And beyond that, it affects your reproductive function. And we also learned that hypertension, Alzheimer's disease are also related with sleep deprivation. And when it comes to exercise and dieting, remember when you are sleep deprived, 70% of what you lose from your body when you're doing exercise and dieting is going to be lean muscle mass whilst your body is going to be holding on to fat. Oh my goodness, we need to pay attention to our sleep for sure. And as usual, Dr. Vince is here back in the room to facilitate any Q&A you may have. But before we get into that, I will firstly build on what we discussed about uh, longevity and exercise a while ago. And I will uh, talk about it a little bit more um, uh, as, uh, you know, we have received some follow up messages from some of you about exercise. So here we go. This is what we're going to be talk about, uh, talking about for the next few minutes first. So some of the questions I get asked, and actually some of the questions I get asked the most 
are what kind of exercise should I do? When is the best time to exercise? And how long I should be exercising for in order to get maximum benefits for longevity. So not just weight loss, but also longevity. So these are, I think, you know, great and interesting questions. So we will hopefully answer some of these for you. To begin with, we need to know that not all exercises are made equal. So some might be quite strenuous and uh, they might be focusing on your cardiac health. Whereas other exercises, they tend to be focusing on things like muscle building or uh, impre uh, improving your general degree of fitness. So when we talk about this topic, I tend to divide exercise into three different types. Now in the first bucket, we have exercises that are focusing on your cardiovascular system, which is obviously um, aimed at improving your cardiorespiratory fitness. Uh, this is a good goal for your cardiac health. Uh, think of this as your lung capacity and your heart pumping uh, capacity. This uh, can be in the form of running, rowing or swimming, for example, if you're thinking about what to do. Um, and in the second bucket, and particularly through the lens of longevity, some people might focus on resistance type training exercise. So uh, if you're interested, you can ask uh, Dr. Vince why that is. Okay, so th that is to say we concentrate on improving our muscle mass, our core strength and our stability. And this is basically related to, do, uh, to, to be doing weights uh, as well as other resistance training. And the idea here is to have it heavy enough to tire your muscles and after about 12 to 15 repetitions. And the notion is good body and core strength is one thing that is very important as you grow older. Because as we age, we not only just lose bone density, I think everyone knows about the bone density uh, part, especially for female, but you know, we also lose muscle mass. And this is just something that we also need to try and limit and mitigate. Um, the benefit here is more of a mechanical and a biophysical uh, benefit in that uh, if you have good core stability, when you have an accidental slip, you obviously will have less chance of falling and you're able to hopefully maintain your stability. Now, if, even if you fall, you may have enough maybe hand grip strength, for example, to a grip onto a handrail to prevent you from landing on your side or landing on your bottom. Now, this is important because in the United States alone, more than 300,000 people fracture a hip every single year. And as you age, your bones become weaker as well, right? We talked about that. Um, this will make you more likely to have a fracture even from a very minor fall when you age. And of course, if you have increased stability, you may be able to prevent falling in the first place. And then finally, we said three different types of exercise, right? So in the third bucket, there is increased uh, interest in advocating for the so-called zone two exercise. In fact, we've been receiving a lot of questions on that. We might do a, se uh, you know, uh, a separate segment about the zone two exercise. But you know, this is to do with um, basically how it helps with longevity, particularly in terms of the metabolic benefits. So in essence, it is training at low level of exertion to try and optimize your mitochondrion function. So that means to use fat 
instead of using glucose or carbohydrate as fuel source for your body. And this way, your body is a lot more efficient in terms of its metabolic states. Now, this doesn't have to be these kind of exercises. They don't need to be very strenuous. People often uh, do indoor cycling, if you're thinking about some ideas, so you can do indoor cycling. In fact, <laughs> I actually recently bought a new machine, right? This machine allows me to do indoor cycling whilst working on my computer. So um, that I hope that, you know, that's going to really help me in that regard. Or you can do um, elliptical training uh, where you can monitor your heart rate. As hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It's a proxy for where you are. Even outdoor hiking probably allows you to hit your zone two goals as well. And certainly, by the way, that is one of the most loved exercise for people in my city whenever the weather is cool enough, outdoor hiking. So um, in terms of when, right, when you should be doing these exercises, well, actually this really uh, depends on the individual. And also if you're practicing any other lifestyle, lifestyle changes, such as fasting, you need to uh, take that into account as well and make sure that you know, it fits with your fasting schedule as well. Uh, or if you have a particular goal, such as you want to optimize your fat loss or you want to get maximum longevity benefits, all of those are your consideration as well. And of course, if you need to, uh, you know, uh, if you need to work, right, full-time work, so you need to then take a look at your daily working schedule and to fit your exercise in. So all of these factors are something that you need to consider in order to determine when is the best time for you. So having said that, you know, it, it is widely known that, um, you know, people uh, think that morning workout is better for fat loss. And then afternoon workouts tend to give you more energy and performance because, you know, you would have had one or two meals already in the day. And then exercising later than that in the day has, uh, uh, has been shown to be better for blood sugar control, as well as um, I think um, at least from research in mice, uh, although we uh, are yet to see if uh, these uh, can also be seen in humans as well. So that is on the blood sugar control side. So overall, you know, I, I think you know, I tend not to be too pres uh, prescriptive about the when, but rather, you know, it is something that, um, you know, you need to be able to stick to uh, as a schedule and uh, uh, so that you know you can keep up consistently because really consistency uh, is key. In my opinion, the best time for people to exercise would be whenever they can get a chance to exercise, just do it. And then, so the same goes for how long should I exercise for? So again, this really varies with the individual, but probably if you can aim for uh, getting at least three sessions a week and with each session lasting at least 45 minutes to an hour, then I think you have a good foundation to build on. And if you wanna do more, if you can do more, 
of course, that is great. But again, it is um, about having a good basis. It's not about tiring your, your body out, you're aching all over and you, um, you're not going to be able to do that for a few days and then you kind of lose momentum over time. So it is about having a good basis. It's about building and compounding, a little bit like finance, right? Like compounding, compounding your interest or your recurring income. It's about compounding those benefits over the years and hopefully you can uh, do so consistently. Now, um, this uh, is already 5.14, so I, I do hope that um, that was somewhat useful for everyone. And today I do want to leave enough time for Q&A. So I wanna thank everyone for listening for now. And with that, I will yield the mic. Um, and also Dr. Vince uh, is here as well. And we would love to get some shares, some responses or questions you know, from people on this amazing stage. You can ask about anything that we have covered so far in our previous segments, longevity in general, or you can talk about or ask about fasting or, you know, sleep deprivation. Um, or, and of course, you're very welcome to be sharing or asking about exercise as well. So if you have a share, please, uh, you can either flash your mics or if I don't see you in time, feel free to just turn on your mic and just go ahead. I can hear someone flashing, but I can't see. That's me, flashes. Jan. Please go That's ahead. That's me, Jan. How are you doing, Stephen? Hey, I'm good, Stephen. How are you? Yeah. Good. Just caught you right at the... I came in at five after, so I caught most of it. It's pretty good. Oh, you're and an expert on exercise, it. so uh, <laughs> I don't know about share. that. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I, you did touch on something that I've been uh, monitoring lately, and that's sleep deprivation. Um, I, I got an app and it measures my sleep and I, I only have like 90 minutes of deep sleep per day or per night. I'm in bed for, for eight hours, but I really only sleep about three and a half to four hours a night, according to this app. And I can't figure out why, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm in top shape. I eat right. I eat healthy. I exercise. I'm tired when I go to bed. Um, but I, I just, it's, I just keep getting up or I guess I'm rolling around or whatever. Any tips on how to deal with that without using melatonin or other, um, you know, drugs or whatever. Yeah, awesome. Would love to hear what Dr. Vince has to say. You know, just, um, you know, uh, in general, uh, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but for me, <laughs> my deep sleep is uh, one hour and 15 minutes. So it's even less than you. So um, wow. it's kind of more of a question for me, actually. Over to you, Dr. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so um, actually, um, I have to say, I'm, I'm not an, uh, an expert on, you know, um, on sleep, but um, what I what I can sort of um, I think I think what I can maybe share with, share with you is some some resources perhaps some um, I don't know whether I mean someone last time I think mentioned about a, a book um, by Professor Matthew Walker who's uh, actually one of the sleep experts in the world um, and he actually does a lot of podcasts as well so um, yeah I'm sure he has some excellent tips um, as well but it seems like what you're doing is is you know is reasonable. Right, you're sort of you know getting enough um, you know hours at least in bed, and you're doing sort of exercise and things like that. And I mean, I what I would ask is, do, do you, do you um, drink much sort of caffeine and things like that at all? Because um, so caffeine, you know, in in, in some people, you know, we have quite a, a sort of a, a long lasting effect. So you know, um, and the usual kind of half life is is sort of twelve hours or or, or something like that. So, so you know, I personally. Um, if someone who's very sensitive to that, they, they, you know, they should probably shouldn't drink, drink any coffee, you know, or something like after sort of, you know, lunchtime or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know whether that's something that you sort of do or, or you drink a lot to yourself. Well, I drink about two, two coffees a day. Last one's about noon around that time, if at all. That's about okay. it. Yeah. So that's a reasonable, I guess, a reasonable yeah, approach. 
yeah. So so yeah, I would I would um yeah maybe check out this um those resources I mentioned and hopefully yeah. What was his name? What was his name again? Uh, Matthew Walker. Um, he's a professor oh, okay. over at um, UC Berkeley. Um, let me Wonderful. Ask. And the book is called Why We Sleep. So that's one of the books. But also he does a lot of podcasts. So you can sort of, um, I think I think I would personally prefer to listen to podcasts. He has some some podcasts that's, um, yeah, it's quite updated quite recently. So nice. Check that out. Nice. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah, so much. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely, because thank you so much for that question. You know, I think, you know, sleep experts, you know, these days, you know, like booking appointments, you know, judging from the wait list time, you know, they are, you know, everyone is uh, trying to get their help. But, you know, last time I, I checked out, you know, my, you know, my sleep situation, I was told that, um, in, you know, although my deep sleep is only one hour and 15 minutes on average, but, you know, my sleep score is actually in the green zone. So it probably doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it is something that, you know, to worry about. But, you know, during the same uh, session, I was told to cut uh, my coffee out uh, you know altogether which i haven't managed to do because i used to drink six units a day so uh, now i'm yeah. back to one so i you know that's made a significant difference and also you know uh, uh what was talked about is light uh you know sun exposure to light during the day and also uh you know i also have this issue of drinking too much water in the afternoon and evening um, and then also the, my, I noticed that my room temperature is too warm. So all of these things that, you know, once I've corrected, it's really improved, uh, you know, a lot, uh, you know, my sleep score was, uh, you know, was in the yellow zone before. So, um, so yeah, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, maybe we can continue to share information on that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Excellent. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to, I'd love to do that. I mean, I have all those things too. I think my average is 59% sleep quality as far as everything goes. Um, but then I have sleep apnea as well, apparently, like according to this app. So that maybe that's why I keep waking up. So yeah, I'll figure that out. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephen. And uh, uh, is there anyone with a share yes. or a question yes. for yeah. us? Yeah, I have, I have, awesome. I, I, Over to I, you. you know, Stephen, I have something to give to Stephen. I'm not a doctor, but on Dr. Oz a hundred years ago, I know this is funny, but I just have to share. It really changed me, my husband's like waking up at night uh, attitude because Dr. Oz had Dr. Uh, Deepak Chopra one day and a caller called in, uh, you know, concerned. I'm waking up at night. I'm not getting enough sleep. And Deepak said, as long as the, your body's in the sleep state conditions, you know, in a restful state, in a, you know, the, the, the dark room, all that. Um, if your mind is not asleep, it's, it's still, it's not affecting your body. Your body's getting the benefits of sleep that it needs for recovery. So if your mind is not going to sleep, yes, that is the stressful, but don't worry. You're still, your body is still okay. As long as you're in that restful state and Steven, it sounds like, you know, you're in that restful state. And usually when, when, once you know this, you actually end up falling asleep because you're not worried about it. Um, so I did want to share that. And also on the topic of the room, I just have to share this because it's just so apropos. Um, this is a great quote by Delano A. Johnson. Opportunities run like bus schedules. If you miss one, others will come. But be patient. After all, it's you who missed the bus. Thank you so much and God bless. This is awesome. Patricia, you always have lots of really amazing quotes. Um, you know, I will be writing that down when I, when I uh, listen to the replay. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, with that said, uh, could I check whether anyone else have a share or a question for us? Um, if yeah. uh, Good, um, yeah. please, no, 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 Marilyn, please. Don't Hi go. guys. You guys have, are like my Friday morning council. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I just want, so I, 
I have an injury. Um, I had a broken foot, dislocated kneecap, torn calf muscle, and I've been in physical therapy and I'm kind of, every time I exercise and walk and, you know, um, it, it kind of starts to hurt again and I'm limping. So I love riding bikes and I don't really have super um, easy access to a pool like Jan, you had said, but then it got me thinking, what about isometrics? That's probably not cardio, but will that still, what's your take on isometrics in, in general? I guess some people believe in it and some people are like, you know, it's, it's not as good as getting cardio done, but at least it would be better. Just wondering if I could incorporate that. Maybe I can chime in um, on this one. So, um, yeah, so so I think isometric is, um, I mean, for, from, from what I know from it, um, is really just focusing on strengthening on you know tightening your muscles right so and it's it's mainly your um, building your your sort of um, you maintain your strength basically um so um from the cardio respiratory perspective um you know we um we need to basically raise your heart rate and and sort of you know uh, maximize your lung capacity so from that aspect it probably doesn't um, you know, improve that bit as much, but I would say it's probably important to, you know, in the viewpoint of just just being fit in terms of your, um, you know, resistant training, your core body and stability. So this is, you know, so so not 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 all exercise, as Yen mentioned, is all, all made equal, but but you know, you will still get some benefit from this, and I think over the long run it probably does, you know, help. And and I I always sort of um, tell people that you kind of need to optimize you know, um, all these different three things, if you're, if, particularly if you, you have a goal of, you know, you know, uh, maintain your health span and, and sort of longevity. Um, and, um, and, and also, you know, someone will benefit more from certain types of exercise and, you know, versus others. So um, I wouldn't, I, I guess I, I wouldn't sort of uh, over worry about too, too much. And I know that, you know, a lot of people find a lot of benefit from sort of isometric type exercise and they have done a lot of, um, you know, wonders for 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 their for their kind of um, fitness as well, because basically it's yeah it's good for for um, you know particularly I think for for if you have some joints um, related you know um, you know challenges then that that's also helps as well. So yeah, that's my uh, share. Oh, good. Okay, so I'm going to continue to do that because you know people start saying oh those don't work, but I believe in them. So I appreciate the confirmation, and I'll work on getting more cardio in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Uh, happy to be part of your Friday morning council <laughs> yes. for sure. Um, if, uh, could I just quickly check if anyone uh, has a share uh, currently on stage because we do have a question from yes. the audience. Yes, good yep. morning. Yeah, yes, Ms. please, Hill. please yeah. go ahead. I am Vilma Samuel from the Caribbean. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I have two questions. Does the quality of sleep depend on your length of sleep? Um, because they are different um, body makeup. So somebody might sleep for three, four hours and they are very alert, they are very okay. As well as somebody may need eight hours of sleep. And the next question is, um, just as lack of sleep may affect your body negatively, does um, oversleeping or sleeping for long hours affect your body as well? What, what, what negative effect or does it have any negative effect to oversleep? Thank you, and I yield my mic. 
Yeah, thanks very much for that question. Maybe I'll um, take this one first and maybe Yen can chime in a little bit as well. So, um, yes, yeah, so, so the in terms of the length of your sleep, I mean, scientifically, we, we sort of know that there's a good correlation between the number of hours of sleep and the, the amount of so-called you know, deep sleep or, or good sleep. Um, you know, that your body can be in the optimal kind of resting stage. So obviously um, there is a, a correlation there, but, you know, different people will obviously have different kind of proportion and, and threshold, um, you know, what, what works for them, you know, so everyone is different, right? But but in, in at least in, in sort of studies that they've looked at this, you know, in a large number of people, um, you know, they obviously the, the sort, of, sort of the average, you know, um, number of hours that they think you know, is beneficial or you know for your health is probably as we mentioned in our last um share i think that a few weeks ago was was around six hours so that's the target that i think most people should strive for but i guess you know everyone's different and, and someone may have you know or achieve the same benefit in, in less number of hours so it really depends so you know that there are a lot of um you know consumer available tools that can measure these things now so if you really want to 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 dive even that you, you can do with with some of these tools that measures you know your various stages of your sleep and you'll get more insights into that but as a general rule of thumb i think yeah the the, the number of you know the, the number of hours that there's a good kind of correlation with the the amount of good sort of a sort of deep sleep that you're getting um and i'd say for the second question i i sort of i don't have a uh, much comment on that because oversleeping i i don't know to my knowledge whether i'm sure it, you know sleeping too much um, at some point is probably not helpful but uh, in general in general terms i think um you know sleeping more is, is better than sleeping less and that, that's sort of my my take on it and yeah i don't know if yen has anything else to add to that yeah, thank you so much for that question. I think, you know, uh, usually um, a lot of studies that talk about consistency. So when we talk about, you know, oversleeping, um, you know, I don't know whether that is uh, your situation or not, but, you know, I have certainly, uh, uh, you know, had this issue where I basically lack sleep, you know, between, uh, you know, Monday and Friday, and then I make up for it on Saturdays and Sundays, and, you know, I try to sleep a lot more. But, you know, the, but the problem is, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, on those days, even though I've slept like 12 hours or even longer, um, I was still waking up really tired and drained and groggy and uh, so you know the issue was was really not really to do with the oversleeping but it is about you know my mindset of thinking that I can catch up on sleep but it doesn't work because what it you know what, what works is a consistency so making sure that you have you know above you know six hours or above um, you know uh, every single day so you know it also depends on when we talk about uh, oversleeping is it consistently oversleeping or not and you know the other thing is you know uh, also the the the, the the sleep needs for people, um, you know, also depends on age. So, you know, for, for obviously for children, you know, or, you know, uh, 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 you know, less than 18 year olds, they would in general need more sleep than us uh, as well. So it also depends on, on sleep, uh, uh, on age. So these are the two things that I wanted to add. And, you know, actually, uh, thank you so much for that question. I was wondering whether I can squeeze in one more question from the audience. Uh, Dr. Vince, we do have a question about bone density. Um, someone asked that, um, you know, how to find out their bone bone density, uh, you know, they don't have a problem at the moment, but just, you know, from, from a wellness point of view, how to, how to find out information about that. Could you just quickly answer that before we wrap up? Thank you so much. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you can measure this, um, and, and medically we measure this, um, I think the most accurate, the gold standard way is to use something called a DEXA scan. 
and um, you can do this. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think in most places pretty pretty cheaply. So they they're not expensive tests. They are kind of a low level sort of X ray um, investigation, and and the the dose is very small. It's, it's it's equivalent to like a couple of chest X rays. So quite low. Um, and yeah, so so you can get a very um, a pretty good estimation of your bone density, and that's important because if your bone density is is low, um, you know when you have a, a you know maybe something like an innocuous fall, you might actually fracture something, and and we know that once you fracture your bones, um, usually your you know quality of life goes down, and, and and you know and it leads to you know a kind of vicious cycle, and you can't exercise more, all this kind of stuff. So 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 yeah, so you want to kind of stop and prevent that from happening, and and the goal is you you should maintain your your, your bone density. And the other thing that's good about DEXA scan, which I think is actually heavily underutilized in, in, in our, um, well, at least medically as well in Hong Kong anyway, is that it also can, can give you something, you know, to do body composition. So your fat, um, you know, uh, amount and your muscle mass and all these kind of things. So actually it's really important. And I know that um, in our startup um, in, in the last um, few weeks, we, we've actually had people going in to have these scans and, and checking their own bonus and body composition that actually they really understand about you know what, what this information means in terms of their kind of wellness and longevity, and I think it's a something that's really because um, I'm a very data-driven person, and I actually had a sort of pre pre-testing, and then I did some kind of intervention and then post-testing, and I kind of uh, was very, very um, amazed to see that you can actually make real impact. And I lost like one and a half kilos of fat, but at the same time gained sort of one and a half kilo of lean muscle mass. So these things can actually be a real sort of motivation factor as well. So yeah, I think it should be a tool that should be more used. Um, yeah, so so yeah, thanks so much for that question, Yen. Any um, comments from you? I mean, you had a DEXA scan done as well, didn't you, Yen? <laughs> well, I'm not going to be talking about that DEXA scan results, but you know, this is just one of the perks that we're working for a longevity startup. Maybe another time uh, I can share like, you know, my my improvements uh, over time as well in terms of, you know, the results. But thank you, thank you so much uh, for that, uh, Dr. Vince. And uh, we are, are running two hours uh, overdue. So, uh, so, so really, really sorry. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.